where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host, Rob, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Joe and Duff. Yep, we're still here. When do we move up from good to great friends? That's a great uh, question. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, maybe oh. maybe after the boat hits an iceberg. Ship. Okay. And Sorry. you need what? us to save you. Cause yes. <laughs> and it's Wednesday. So we have a guest, our heart of the ocean today. We have Rachel Gatlin from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mint. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. Thanks yeah, for being and, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and we're here today to talk about minute 48 of Titanic. In this minute, Rose and Jack walk the deck, having mm-hmm. a little conversation, their own little date. But before that, uh, yesterday's minute, we talked a lot about this, but we kind of see the end of the uh, of Rose and Cal at the heart of the ocean and before we sort of move into anything on the the Jack and Rose on the deck I was wondering Rachel if you have anything to add about this few seconds we have in this heart of the ocean diamond Oh boy that scene where she's like clutching her neck like almost yes. choking herself it's such a it's subtle. A, it's yeah, very subtle. It, it's very subtle, but it's such a uh, strong symbol. She's just like, I'm feeling strangled by this man. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, just <laughs> subtly strangling yourself. Mm-hmm. Joe, make sure you have a spotter. <laughs> I have a, a lemon in my mouth, so if things go bad, uh, bite down on it. Here, bite down on this paintbrush. <laughs> uh, so... I, are you 48 minutes into this movie are you 100 percent anti-cal is there any redeeming quality to cal for you no i mean no <laughs> i like his little jacket yeah I what hate is his he hair. wearing I, um, I hate his haircut that's and it's not even anything from like the the early 1900s it's like a weird 90s haircut i don't get it but uh Better hair, oh, worse haircut. Um, Billy Zane in this movie or um, Bill Paxton's earring? Ooh. Or what's more 90s? Yes, what's more 90s? There we go. Probably the earring. Or the t-shirt, the smiley face (laughs) t-shirt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Lewis's t-shirt. Just just Uh, that that guy in and of himself is a 90s stereotype. Yeah. Like if he if he existed in the X Files universe, he would be a member of the Lone Gunman. Oh my God, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm at, I I am very easily seeing this now that Lewis is like the fourth member of the Lone. <laughs> He's like the member of the Lone Gunman who was kicked out for being too obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> He he's part of the group, but the reason he's never in any episodes is because he always just happens to be out picking up like hot pockets or something. <laughs> right. When, when Mulder right. and Scully arrived to visit. <laughs> oh, he's at seven eleven again, guys. Sorry you missed him. Yeah, I swear there's a fourth one of us. I don't know what ever happened to him. He's eating. <laughs> he's he's playing Ocarina of Time again. Just... <laughs> he has to get an insulin prescription filled three times a day, so he's in and out a lot. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. I can't believe how much we talk about Lewis on this podcast, <laughs> considering how little he's in this movie. He he makes an impression. Well, yes. I mean, in, in TMNT Minute, we give this whole um, backstory to Danny and characters that don't have as much screen time as as the turtles and it, it gets it gets dark yeah it's our job as minute yeah, by minute podcasters exactly lewis is like uh hannibal lecter in silence of the lambs where he's really only in it for like 15 minutes but <laughs> right. he he makes an impression yeah yeah it, i mean people don't talk about this uh, uh no did he get did he get a supporting actor or a, or a lead actor nomination for that movie he got um, like, Anthony Hopkins, mm. not Louis Bodine. Not, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, say, "What are you talking about?" Uh, not, not just not, not just nomination. He won, and it's was one it of for, the lead for Silence the of the lead. Lambs. Yeah, he it was oh, for lead, man. and and he's in that movie. I'm pretty sure it's less than 20 minutes. Wow, that's crazy. It's too bad. So, so you're saying that Lewis had a chance to to win a to it, win the based on precedent lewis could have been best actor lewis's <laughs> shirt actually is somebody's face plastered <laughs> to the front of a yellow shirt homemade blood oh um either so, that or some type of taco bell it sauce. could be ketchup like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's arby's sauce <laughs> sriracha just he spills on his shirt a lot that's actually his he, all he has a whole drawer full of those shirts <laughs> one drawer is filled with shirts and another one is filled with condiment packets <laughs> oh, I mixed up my shirts and my condiment packets again mom or he, puts them, or he puts them both in the wash so they just kind of get all mixed up yeah. <laughs> okay and then we, we move over to the uh, we're on the deck we have uh, Rose and Jack this is the beginning of a pretty long conversation that they have um, right away, Jack is just, you know, in mid-sentence talking. We learn a few things about him. He's been on his own since he was 15. His folks died. And uh, this is mostly for uh, you and uh, for Joe and Duff. But, guys, did you realize he's an only child? Mm. That's why he's so comfortable talking the whole time during this scene. <laughs> That's why he never shuts up. <laughs> yeah. So and this he, is James Cameron's, like, Aaron Sorkin walk and talk here. Yes. His, yeah. His big, his big writer yeah. moment. Also, we have real boat and real ocean because this is in Baja, Mexico. Mm. And ship. Yeah. Ah, oh, stupid ship <laughs> boat. <laughs> um, but he said that they very carefully had to not frame any rocks or coastline in the background. But uh, that's all real ocean, baby. I I think I I think. Um, we were looking at some of the changes they made when they made the 3D version of this movie, and I think this sequence was one of them where they cut out like they had missed a rock or something in the background that you could see over one of their shoulders, and then they ended up like you know putting ocean in there in that 2012 release. Yeah, it was for the the actual anniversary of the the ship. So yeah, 2012. Yeah, um, yeah, and then. Uh, he admits to being, he sort of ends Jack's bit about he's just a tumbleweed blowing in the wind. Um, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Ad- That's got to be on our list of worst lines. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's, we'll put, the, put that on the list. It's an ad-libbed line, but it, uh, still counts. And I notice sometimes, sometimes Jack has an accent, like an indistinguishable, yeah. almost southern, uh, doesn't make any kind of sense accent. But only sometimes. 
Huh. So yeah, this, I, could, I, I guess I now I'll have to watch the whole thing and and listen for that specifically. You have to watch the whole movie again. <laughs> <laughs> not not in minute by minute increments. <laughs> yes. So this sequence, um, I was listening to some of the commentary and uh, Jack and. Uh, sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet had a lot of opinions on what they want to do with the sequence. And uh, I think we can get into it later, but essentially there was this big battle from the beginning about, you know, certain things they wanted added in. And James Cameron was like, no, no, I'm James Cameron. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is, this is my, this is my script. And it wasn't until the day of the shoot that, that Cameron rewrote it. And both actors had to, like, relearn their lines. And you mentioned, Rachel, the accent. I know for sure Kate Winslet struggled because she, you know, has, like, a an accent coach to, like, right, help right. her work through it. And so the day of the shoot, she had to, like, learn all these new lines and, you know, the correct way to say them. And to me, that's, like, vintage James Cameron, who's just like, uh, you'll get your way, but not till it's the worst for you. <laughs> It's really interesting to hear that because if you listen to the James Cameron commentary, it was all very collaborative and yeah. fun. He said that they they did a lot of improv where they had to do the scene using the vernacular of the 90s to express what was going on in the script. Oh, my God. What? What? <laughs> so, like, they had to take... And I bet that was even more maddening because you know he came with new scripts every day and said okay, here's the new scripts, and also we have to do an improv game where you translate it into 90s speak. It's going to be totally <laughs> tubular, guys. <laughs> so let's, let's, oh. let's just hemorrhage money while we're filming this. Whatever. <laughs> I'm James Cameron. I have unlimited money. Yeah. Was he trying to do some uh, weird well, like producer's scam with this movie, and then um, it accidentally became a hit? Like, a, <laughs> like, like the producers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, just so you could keep taking those trips down to the ship. Will this seems ridiculous, but will this movie ever be remade? <laughs> but it takes place in modern day. So, like in oh. like t- <laughs> what? Wait, what? Like in 2030, they remake Titanic, but instead of it taking place in 1912, it takes place, you know, in but the present day. It's that cruise day. ship where people had to poop into bags and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's like a. a- a Disney cruise or something. Oh. Yeah, that was, but I mean, like, I mean, actually, I, just take this event and just, you know, it's the Kiss Cruise, but Gene Simmons <laughs> is his handlers lose him, so he's just running amok throughout the ship. <laughs> so, Rob, aren't you just saying that it would be the uh, Poseidon Adventure? Yeah. Well, I suppose. I mean, I guess I was just taking what you mentioned Thanks, about Rob. them. <laughs> <laughs> What you mentioned about them, like, improvising, uh, like, with 90s, with 90s, you know, present-day lines, that's why I'm wondering, like, if, you know, imagine if this movie was made, we talked about, like, Billy Zane's hair, how it doesn't make sense for this era, and, like, just imagine this whole movie, but, like, actually with, like, 1997-era dialogue. I'm totally on board if Christopher Guest is involved. Yes. <laughs> I- I'm also going to need Polly Shore playing Fabrizio. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Um, speaking of, of only children, Jack does admit to doing all the talking. Um, and, and this beautifully written scene where we've heard him talking for 15 seconds, and then his next thing is like, well, I've been talking for hours now. 
Okay, um, before we get too into this, so this is a first-class area, right? That they're yes. in? Yes. And if you were a, um, a an aristocrat of that era, wouldn't you be kind of gawking if one of your brethren was walking around with a poor, so as it were? Like, everyone's just like, oh, that lady's walking around with one of the steerage people. That's normal. <laughs> Maybe it's her pet. <laughs> it's right. Maybe it's because he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And maybe it's because he's the most uh, well-clothed, uh, clean-shaven, not good-looking poor. I was wondering that, too, because I knew that first-class passengers could go anywhere they wanted, but second- and third-class passengers had to stay in their designated areas. But There's no way they would have allowed the steerage people to hang out with these people. <laughs> right, but Jack gets to go to dinner with them. That's uh, by invite, though, right? Yeah. Oh, it, okay. It's like Dracula. Ah. <laughs> you have to be invited in. So, so Rose thanks him for saving her and, of course, his discretion. And and when she's saying that, she says, Mr. Dawson. And then he corrects her with Jack. So I had a question. Do, when do you still call someone Mr. or Mrs.? Hmm. Just my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if I ran into like a teacher that I had when I was a kid, I would refer to them as Mister or Mrs. because it's a it's a sign of respect. Yeah, yeah, it, that's the only situation because I've always worked in very small, informal, sometimes nonprofit jobs, and I've never even called my boss Mister or Miss or Mrs. Right, right. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Is I never, I never would never use that term when talking to someone. Joe, you're a teacher. Are you are you Joe or are you a Mister to them? When they're in school. When you're in school. Yeah, uh, Mister. But uh, Mr. once Joe. They, once you gra- once you graduate, yeah, you can you can just go with the Joe. Uh, this minute sort of ends with Rose mentioning about like, oh, you know, poor little rich girl. It literally just ends after she says that. But like, there's so far in this movie, there's no reason for us to not think that, right? Like, all she is so far is a poor little rich girl. Yeah. Yeah. She just got uh, a necklace meant for royalty. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We like do she know. could just hide on the ship the rest of the time, and then pawn it when she got off the boat, and she'd have enough money to last her for the rest of her life. Yeah. We do know that Cal isn't very cool. Right. <sighs> yeah. I. I'm. I'm <sighs> There's. Rob the contrarian <laughs> is about to win. <laughs> I mean, so far from Cal. Like, I mean, it's hard to, you know, put into your mind what we know is going to happen later with Cal. But, like, so far, I kind of feel like he's just a man out of time, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if it was 10 years earlier, his behavior would have been okay. Not that, you know what I mean? But, like, that would have been just the norm of how to, of, like, a rich aristocrat in, like, 1898 the way he's acting would be just the way they acted, correct? No, incorrect. Really? Like, I just think he's, he came from all of this. So that's all he really knows. Uh, I mean, well, that's a different statement than than he seems out of place. He seems very much of his time. Like, yeah. He, he, he is a rich, uh, old money, awful yeah. person. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and which, he, which is true of any time, to be fair. But yeah, yes, that's true. Because at this time, women were still sort of considered property. Yes. You know, they couldn't 
own property. They couldn't vote yet. Um, they were just meant to be pretty uh, decorations that would give you sons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and, and from that prism, like, aren't you just sort of like, he's trying really hard. He's just, you know, wrong. Right. He's, I don't know. He's, he's got this abusive nature about him where it's like, oh, yeah, I hit you earlier, but here's a diamond necklace. Or like, yeah. I insulted you, but here's a fur. It's it's like trying to cover up the bad behavior with, with uh, gifts. Yes, that's true. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I, you're I think, not... Go ahead, Joe. I don't think we're really supposed to be looking at him, like, thinking about cultural context. <laughs> right. Well, and I, I mean, yeah, I agree. Like, obviously, the, the appeal to Rose is she sort of, like, shrugs. I mean, she shrugs off the idea of, like, there's this man who will give me any luxury I want, but I don't want that. Right. I mean, that's that's part of Rose's appeal. We just don't see that yet. Uh, she seemed pretty excited about that necklace to me. Yeah. So, I mean, true. She Well, except the whole, you know, the neck clutching thing, the strangling herself thing. Um, but, yeah. All right. Well, I, I'm not, like, pro-Cal. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I'm just trying to throw another you, are. you out there. I think you are. <laughs> It's not you're, the first time you've defended him. Your team Cal. <laughs> well, I mean, so far he thinks that his his Just uh, fiance Shh. has been sexually assaulted from some guy from steerage. I just think you think that Billy Zane's going to listen to this and then want to be friends with you because you defend Cal. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Just trying something out, guys. Um, do either of you have anything else on this minute? Uh, well, Rob, um, what do we think about Rose's outfit? I don't like this dress that much. No, it's not my favorite. Although it, the the costumes specifically for Rose are some of my favorite movie costumes. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're they're extravagant and gorgeous. I love them. Yeah, to have this be this is my last place dress so far. It's still nice, but I'm putting it uh, in last place so far. Behind number one is still the boarding outfit. And then probably suicide gown, and then these two gold ones sort of combine in my head. Yeah, mm. I think that's about right. Um, Rachel, I know you mentioned that you did some uh, historical digging. Into I this. did, I did. So this, what I what I dug up pertains more to spoiler alert later in the movie when Titanic sinks. Okay, but. There are these two theories floating around as to why she sank and what contributed to her sinking. One of them is the mirage theory, and the other is the fire theory. Uh, The fire theory is a new one. Yeah, Yeah. it's pretty new. So the mirage theory is states that because there was this contrasting warm and cold air that, um, you know, they couldn't see the iceberg until they were right up on it. And there's reports from the California, which was the ship that was closest to Titanic. Yep. They they couldn't even see Titanic. Um, I think the um, radio operator said, it doesn't look like anything to me. It doesn't look like a ship. And it didn't because of the way the um, atmospheric phenomenon was distorting it. Okay. All right. So, I, I've heard that theory. I mean, I think, I, th- I think there's a lot 
at play. I mean, there's also like the binoculars thing and it's foggy. Yeah, like, I yeah. think it's kind of a combination of a lot of unfortunate events. Right. Um, but I, 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 we haven't talked about the fire theory at all yet either. I'm very yeah. curious what you think of that and if you can explain it. So I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> um, so the coal was loaded into the coal bunkers about three weeks before um, she left Belfast. And they noticed when she got to Southampton that there had been a fire because I don't really understand the science, but coal can just ignite itself sometimes. If it's exposed to enough oxygen, it can just catch on fire. Okay. So this fire had been burning for about three weeks at that point. And, and we it, didn't start it. No, <laughs> we did not start the fire. Just started on its own. Um, someone brings it up to a muckety-muck guy, and he's like, don't say anything. Because if we cancel the voyage now, it'll be a black mark on the White Star Line, and just, just yep. you know, ignore it. Could be no delays. Right. So the only thing they could do was shovel this smoldering coal into the burners, which kept Titanic at a really fast speed you know some people think that she was trying to break a record to be the fastest ship to get to new york but really she was just burning through her coal reserves and that's significant because there happened to be a coal shortage in london at the, or in england at the time so there was only enough coal on board to get her to new york so keep that in the back of your mind okay so this fire theory came up because these photographs were found at an auction, like they were in granddad's attic somewhere and like someone found them. And um, they were taken by one of the electrical engineers, I believe. And the photographs showed this 30 foot long diagonal black mark on the hull of the ship, which mm -hmm. just happens to be where that um, coal bunker was. And it was on the, it was on the, the starboard side. So yes, people would yes. have seen it when they were, uh, boarding right 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 uh, a couple of engineers think that the mark was most likely caused by this fire because it burned so hot for so long that it ultimately damaged the steel so backtrack to where they're um, shoveling all this smoldering coal into the burners they realize that the bulkhead door that sat up against the coal bunker was red hot so I don't know what the melting temperature of steel is or the temperature to get it red hot, but that, that strikes me as, you know, very hot. <laughs> yes. Probably wouldn't want to touch it. No. Uh, 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, good to know. So, and, and I mean, a part of this also would be that is the, mar like that black marked area is the area that it hit the iceberg at as well. So Right, right. And, and the idea that that was sort of like that weakened it enough to to sort of break it the way it, it did. In theory, it shouldn't have broke from hitting an iceberg. Exactly. Um, and the bulkhead door was damaged so badly that that uh, during the British inquiry, one of the firemen said that it was warped. It was sort of bent forward and bent back. Hmm. So it got hot enough to bend the steel. And earlier I mentioned that they were burning through all their coal reserves and that's significant because they should have slowed down in the ice field. You know, with all those warnings, they should have slowed down. However, it would have taken more coal 
to slow down and speed up again rather than just keep her at top speed. Yeah. Oh, that's a new little wrinkle that I... Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sure there's more important science to that or, you know... Well, I'm, while you've been talking, I've been rewatching Loose Change really quickly to <laughs> how to melt steel, and it's, it seems like this adds up. Are, do you think Titanic was an inside job, Joe? Uh, I've got a lot of questions. Uh, <laughs> did you know that uh, every uh, Jewish passenger decided not to sail the day that it left? Mm. This is just something to throw out there. Interesting. I don't, that's the only conspiracy 9-11 thing I can remember. <laughs> uh, my favorite, now that we're on to it, my favorite Titanic conspiracy is that um, it was an intentional sinking in in favor of establishing the Federal Reserve. Yeah, there's a, hmm. there's a guys, there's a boatload of theories. Yeah. How about no, a, ship, shipload. a shipload? <laughs> I'm, I'm just going with the scientific interesting ones, not the... Yeah. The dark government not, ones, not the tinfoil hat ones. Right, yeah, right, right. This, uh, the the one about the coal fire, that was like, uh, like in early 2017 when that stuff started coming out. I yeah, think. so it it was kind of known that there was a fire. It came up in the British Inquiry after Titanic sank, but it was sort of brushed aside because the, I, I don't know if we can call him a judge or whoever was overseeing that inquiry was in cahoots with Bruce Ismay. Mm. It was Earl Warren. Yes. <laughs> was it a magistrate? Something like that. What? But don't they mention hitting an iceberg in the all the SOS telegraphs that they sent out? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, but I mean, the problem is it, it it was like two hours, and it was it went from being hit to sinking. Right. Um. And I think whoever this British dude was said the fire had nothing to do with it because he knew that if if that were true, it would damage his relationship with the White Star Line and the shipping industry. And he had he had his hands in a lot of cook jars. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, hitting the iceberg was the big issue. Right. (laughs) In addition to the 90s update of Titanic, now I want Oliver Stone's Titanic. Oh, (laughs) With all the conspiracies. Yes. Uh, I want a, a Titanic a Titanic doc narrated by Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Folks, the Bilderberg group, the bankers, the demons, someone they sank that shit. Someone could probably stitch enough of his audio together and just put it over Titanic footage. Yeah. I'm, on the, I'm on the Titanic. Oh. I'm a man. <laughs> uh, oh. Looks like I'm going to take the next few days off of work. And <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you've got a project. So the first four compartments fill up, and then that damaged bulkhead door eventually springs a leak, which fills the fifth compartment. So oh, that's just... that's why all five compartments filled up, and she tipped. Hmm. So you 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 seem to be a subscriber to this. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Along with the the whole mirage theory, I think it was a perfect storm of failure, even in perfect atmospheric conditions. Had there been no fire, even if she hit the iceberg when she did, if that fifth bulkhead door hadn't been damaged, she would have been able to stay afloat. Yeah, and especially, I mean, like, the big thing is even stay afloat long enough to have help show up. Right, and that's what she was designed for. That's why there weren't enough lifeboats yeah. on, on the ship, because she was supposed to act as a lifeboat. This is all sure. very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting you mentioned lifeboats going back to the minute. 
you know, they're they're they would have had a more difficult walk potentially on this uh, on this boardwalk if there would have been more lifeboats. That would think that was True. part of the reason they had less is they didn't want it to you know clutter up the deck. That's that's the line, isn't it? From um, yeah, it's later on. I think uh, yeah. Thomas Andrews tells uh, Rose later on mm-hmm. during like the tour. There um, is a uh, 1943 German production of Titanic that number one I watched. It is a. <laughs> it is uh, literally funded by the Nazi government. Oh, what? good! And it was a basically, it was a propaganda film aimed to showcase the foolish attitudes of the capitalist West. Mm. Um, by the time it was actually produced, the war was not going too well for Germany, and they thought it would be too <laughs> depressing to release. But it's very interesting. It's. There's a couple of reasons it's in, more interesting than entertaining. Um, one of which is I believe some of the exterior effect shots are actually reused in A Night to Remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it just takes every instance to make the, the white star line and the people in charge look like money-grubbing fools who don't know what they're doing. I mean, that's also kind of a conspiracy theory that the white star line knew that there were all these problems, but they were just like, whatever, cover it up. Yeah. Brush it, brush it under the rug. What's the worst that's going to happen? The ship will be fine, right? They didn't want to risk scandal, so they just let it go. Yeah, it's it's that it's that early nineteen hundreds um, mentality. It's like, oh, my daughter has a mental condition. I will send her away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter keeps leaving meals early. <laughs> send her away. <laughs> Send her to a nunnery. <laughs> oh man, that's interesting. Thanks mm-hmm. for digging all that up. Yeah, yeah that I, I, I mentioned I mentioned to one of my co-hosts on TMNT Minute. I don't get to wear my history hat that often. Like, yeah, <laughs> my my knowledge of ninjas and samurai doesn't go very deep. But I mean, when it comes to historical disasters or the Battle of Gettysburg or the Tudors, like I'm 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 in my zone. The one thing about uh, I think probably the first Ninja Turtles movie that I think is interesting from, I guess, a historical and film history um, angle is that that was the very tail end of movies that make New York City a hellscape that you yeah. might die in. Yeah. Like, it, true. it was not too long after that that... Uh, Home Alone 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even by then, like that was kind of the Giuliani gentrified, cleaned up version yeah. of New York City. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. in early early nineties New York, there were still like porno theaters in Times Square. Right. Like it was the taxi driver New York. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Speaking of TMNT, uh, Bennett, Rachel, do you want to let our listeners know uh where they can find out more about that? Sure. I think by the time this episode airs, we may have wrapped up our first season. Okay. Possibly, but you can find us at um, duelinggenre.com, um, TMNT Minute on Twitter and Instagram, and anywhere you can get podcasts. That's awesome. I my when I was a kid, when I was a, when I was a little boy, an only child, little boy. Um, <laughs> I love the turtle movies, and my aunt, my aunt Betty, would always take me to the new, the you know, all three I saw in the theater with her, which was a big deal. I grew up in a small town, going to a movie theater and seeing something was a big deal, and she took me to all these, 
And like I remember her just being like talking to someone else about the movies and being like, I don't know what the hell's happening. <laughs> like <laughs> as an adult, she's just like, I've I, there's turtles and there's a rat and there's pizza and the I don't fir- know. The he first movie them. even has a rap song to explain it though. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> um, uh, so I miss I, movies doing that. Yes, <laughs> I I very much want songs to come back that explain the movie yes <laughs> um bef- before we forget rachel what was your experience with titanic at the time oh right in 97 98 oh 98? okay i was like 12 or 13 when the movie came out so i was right in that that you, sweet spot where it was peak demographic for this oh though. yeah oh yeah and when i first saw it it I think what affected me most was the the love story. Like it affected any young girl at the time. It was this great, like intense, fast love story. But you know, later, as I got older, I realized, oh, fifteen hundred people died. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not about a love story. It's about loss. Um, yeah. It just so happens that there's a love story involved in this in this great loss of people. Oh man! Well, uh, thanks a lot for being on, Rachel. Yeah, thanks for having me. This yeah. was this was a different experience than my my usual podcasting experience. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and listeners, you should uh, check out TMNT Minute. Uh, check out Titanic Minute Steerage on Facebook. Let us know what you think about uh, these various theories on why the actual Titanic sunk. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 49 of Titanic Minute.